Did you know that alcohol used to be illegal in the United States? That it was treated the same as hard street drugs would be? Don't do drugs. Don't do drugs. drugs Don't smoke weed. If you're doing it, stop it. It's true. This strange period in U.S. history lasted well over a decade, from 1920 to 1933. And it is this point in time that is the backdrop for today's episode. They want your sweet, innocent girls to take the booze so they can be enticed into honky-tonks by slick-haired vultures who prey on the flower of American womanhood. I say alcohol must go. Welcome to the Immortal Souls Podcast, where we explore the history, stories, myths, legends, and hype that make shoes what they are today. We are Jared and Nick, two brothers with a passion for shoes. We are excited to have you along for the journey. On January 17, 1920, the United States officially entered a 13-year period known as Prohibition. Prohibition was a nationwide constitutional ban on alcoholic beverages. During this period, the production, importation, distribution, and sale of alcohol, with few exceptions, was illegal. Prohibition was a long time coming and wasn't really a surprise to anybody when it happened. Years previous, a general temperance movement was already gaining steam in communities throughout the nation. Many people viewed alcohol with a suspicious eye, blaming it for various ills in society such as alcoholism, family violence, crime, and corruption. Communities and special interest groups viewed the war on alcohol as a fight to uphold public health and morality. Various states, starting with Kansas in 1881, started passing their own legislation banning alcohol. More states would follow until it became nationwide in 1919 with the passage of the 18th Amendment to the Constitution, which banned the sale and distribution of alcohol throughout the United States. Interestingly, the 18th Amendment didn't ban the consumption of alcohol, just the means to distribute or obtain it. So in theory, you could still drink to your heart's content, The catch being, the way you got your alcohol was probably illegal. Along with the 18th Amendment, the Volstead Act, also known as the National Prohibition Act, was passed, which laid out the rules for enforcing the alcohol ban. As law enforcement began to crack down on alcohol sales and distribution, criminal gangs and entrepreneurial individuals saw a huge demand and economic potential for it, and they began producing and selling alcohol themselves. From mountainside moonshiners to backwoods bootleggers to downtown speakeasies to even personal home distilling operations, the whiskey, or moonshine, was still flowing freely if you knew where to find it. Illegal alcohol wasn't the only problem during Prohibition. In fact, in retrospect, Prohibition seemed to have the opposite effect than what lawmakers intended. 
Crimes including homicide, drug addiction, and the establishment of criminal organizations actually increased during this time, calling into question how effective the prohibition law actually was. But this is a whole different discussion for another time. Back to the beginning of prohibition. Right from the get-go, with moonshiners and bootleggers on the rise, the feds took notice early on. In fact, in just the first six months of 1920, nearly 7,300 federal cases were opened for Volstead Act violations, and this number jumped to a whopping 29,000 after the first year. Law enforcement wasn't messing around, and they were hot on the moonshine trail. Literally. Moonshiners would often set up their distilleries off the grid in sparsely populated, thick, wooded areas away from nosy neighbors and prying eyes, where they could produce and distribute their alcohol in peace. The only problem was that cops got wise to this. Oh, yeah? A wise guy, eh? Wise guy, huh? They would search for and follow the foot tracks of suspected moonshiners or bootleggers into the forest, and chances were... Footprints going into the woods would lead to a moonshine operation. So, what in the heck does any of this have to do with shoes? To evade detection and throw authorities off their trail, some moonshiners took a cue from an old Sherlock Holmes story, The Adventure of the Priory School where a crook uses fake cow hooves fastened on the feet of his horse to escape detection. In the case of the moonshiners, however, they created cow shoes, which was actually a strip of metal attached to a wooden block that was carved to look like cow hooves. These cow shoes were strapped to the bottom of the moonshiners' boots, and they could walk around the forest undetected. After all, who's going to follow the tracks of a cow in the woods expecting to find moonshine? These shenanigans worked for a while until a cow shoe was found by authorities in Fort Tampa and sent to the Prohibition Department in Washington. Around this same time, on May 27, 1922, the Evening Independent, a Florida newspaper, ran an article featuring the cow shoes. After this article went public, the secret was out. Law enforcement was on to the clever trick, and it wasn't nearly as effective moving forward. And that's all there was to it. Some clever people strapping homemade cow hooves to their boots to disguise their footprints and throw authorities or anyone else who might have any beef with them off their trail. And apparently it worked, at least for a little while. Before we sign off this time, here's an extra fun tidbit for your next trivia night. During Prohibition, grape juice was not prohibited, which is funny, because if grape juice sits for 60 days, it will ferment into wine with a 12% alcohol content. Another fun fact, during Prohibition, grape juice output quadrupled. And how about one more for the road? Technically, Utah, yes, you heard right, Utah, was the state that ended prohibition, 
As it was the 36th state to ratify the 21st Amendment, the last state needed for the amendment to become official. Party on, Utah! Okay, so, regardless your stance on prohibition, you can't help but admit that these booze-brewing guys were creative. Let's raise a glass to the ingenuity of these moonshining miscreants and their short-lived but clever attempt to evade the law and brew in peace. Until next time, cheers! I've got the blue, I've got the blue, I've got the alcoholic blue. No more beer, my heart to cheer. Goodbye, whiskey, you used to make me pretty. So long, highball, so long, Jim. Oh, tell me when you're coming back again. Well, beer, we've had some great times. When I was 17, I drank some very good beer. I drank some very good beer I purchased with a fake ID. My name was Brian McKee. I stayed up listening to Queen when I was 17. Take a drink. And you'll sink to a state of pure inebriation. You'll be tanked like the whole Irish. Oh, what is the malted liquor? What gets you drunker quicker? What comes in bottles or in cans? Beer. Can't get enough of it. Beer. How we really love it. Beer. Makes me think I'm a man. Beer. I could kiss and hug it, beer. but I'd rather chug it. Beer. Got my belly out to here. Beer. I could not refuse it. I could really use it. Beer, beer, beer. Thank you all for tuning in to this episode of the Immortal Souls podcast. For more information, show notes, pictures, or just to say hi, check us out at immortalsoulspodcast.com, Instagram, or Twitter. Original theme music by Scott Spriggs. Five-star reviews are always helpful and hugely appreciated. Until next time, keep walking the roads less traveled. Yep. Yep. Yep.